the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Boxing with Chris Mannix is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. I bet on FanDuel as often and as comfortably as I possibly can. It is America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. There are fast payouts in as quick as two hours. So many bet types. Same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, futures, and so much more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now. Sign up with the promo code BOXING so they know I sent you. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right, so there's been a lot of attention being paid nowadays to ProBellum in boxing, this fledgling company which burst onto the scene in the latter stages of 2021. Uh, what most of you have seen is ProBellum sign up a lot of fighters, sign them to new contracts and uh, make a quick imprint on the boxing scene. I want to learn a little bit more about what ProBellum is, what it's trying to be, what it hopes to achieve in the sport. So for that, I want to bring in my old friend Richard Schaefer, former CEO of Golden Boy Promotions, longtime uh, person in boxing, and the president of ProBellum. Richard, good to talk to you again. Oh, great to talk to you, Chris. Always happy to be on your show, and uh, you know, hopefully, looking forward to see you soon at Ringside. Yeah, I hope so. So, let's start just kind of with the basics here. I mean, what is ProBellum? Because from everything I have read. It seems like you, ProBellum, want to be something a little bit more than a conventional boxing promoter. Yes. So ProBellum, yes, it's a, it's a company, it's a corporate entity and so on, but it really is more of a, of a movement. ProBellum is a movement within the sport of boxing. And it's very encouraging to see on how many promoters from around the world have joined the movement, have joined ProBellum. So you mentioned that, yes, we did sign a lot of fighters, but really our first order of business was to, to, to look at the boxing landscape. What has worked and what has not worked in the past 10, 15, 20 years? And what we realized is, um, and me included, by the way, when I was a golden boy, we as promoters, we tend to sort of like play in our own sandbox. For some of those promoters, uh, the, that sandbox is a bit bigger and for others, it's a bit smaller. But nevertheless, they really like to play within their own, within their own playground. So what we wanted to do is we really wanted to create and, and build bridges among the promoters because we believe in order to elevate the sport, we need to unify, we cannot divide. And it's time for the promoters to work together because if we can sort of like create that global network of affiliated promoters, uh, we, will, we will find a way to get these fights. We all as fight fans wanna see, we're gonna find a way to get them done. 
So what we did uh, in the beginning, uh, yes, we signed a handful of fighters, but what we really did is we focused um, on signing uh, relationship agreements. Uh, we, we focused on strategic relationships uh, with promoters from around the world. And uh, we have executed so far uh, 25 of those deals where we become co-promoters, where we invest in the local markets of these promoters. Uh, and these promoters from, are from all around the world, from all continents. We have uh, in Canada, for example, the longtime biggest promoter in Canada, uh, Group Yvon Michel, Michel, he is our partner in Canada. In Puerto Rico, the biggest, most significant promoter, Peter Rivera. Uh, and then in Mexico, in Germany with Wasserman and uh, Sauerland and Universum, we have three partners. Uh, we are, are going to be announcing in other European countries. We are in the Baltic states. We are in Russia. We are in Australia. We are in the Dominican. We are in Brazil. We are like all of Colombia, all over the place. And what we do is we are bringing all these promoters together. We don't want to push them out of their business, but no, we become co-promoters. These events become Probellum co-branded events. We have access on undercard slots on those cards and we partner up with, with these fighters. So we really, it's really a movement and it's very refreshing to see of all these, all these fighters working together. I recently had an example where, um, where a fight was going to go to Perspid, but because both promoters were part of the Probellum umbrella, uh, we were able to work it out because they're all affiliated with us. So... You know, when you look at boxing, it's really most people talk about the U.S. market and the U.K. market and the rest of world. The rest of the world has sort of like become a bit of an afterthought. So we really wanted to create uh, a unified front from all of these promoters from around the, from around the world. And many of those promoters in those local markets, they're the ones which are building up some of the stars, which we see later on in the U.S., uh, or in the UK. So Probellum is a movement, a movement to unify the sport. All right, so I, I want to unpack a couple of things that you said there, but let's start with you. Um, most people know about your past with Golden Boy. You helped build that company into what we see it uh, as it is today. After Golden Boy, you started a company called Ringstar. That was back in 2016. You signed some talent. You partnered with David Hay. Uh, why didn't that work? And how will this be different? Well, you know, what really happened after I uh, started uh, Ringstar, we were very well uh, capitalized. Uh, so it was not the money. Uh, I had uh, corporate partners again, uh, just like we had at, at, at Golden Boy. And, um, and so we signed, we signed some of the best talent coming out of the Rio Olympics. Uh, and what happened soon thereafter, uh, a company owned by one of the richest men in the world, decided to get into boxing and made a big announcement that he's going to be investing a billion dollars into boxing here in the United States. And that, of course, was the song, right? So the song came in and it really sort of like distorted the market. What, it, what, had, what happened is that other promoters, if you wanted to compete, it sort of like elevated it became an unsustainable business unless you have that kind of backing. And I'm not really in the business to be involved in an unsustainable business. Um, and so I actually had a shareholder meeting at, at Ringstar and I uh, decided to, uh, for the time being, it was best to return the capital to the shareholders, which they very much appreciated. We had enough money in the bank to sort of like burn, burn through it and see what happens but that's not my style. So I returned the money and I sort of like took a step back, uh, released a lot of the talent, uh, kept the handful. Uh, Nonito Donaire still is with me. And Monty Stanionis is going to be fighting for the, um, it's going to be fighting for the WBA regular championship on the Spence Ugas card from Dallas. Um, so, so, so those are now promoted under the, um, under the Probellum banner, uh, but it didn't really make sense. So I took the step back and I, I, you know, I, I stayed involved in as much smaller capacity, but I always said, if I am going to come back again, it would have to be at the absolute highest level. Um, 
And uh, since then, uh, uh, you're in the middle of, of it, you know, we, we all have seen that this unsustainable business has corrected itself. Um, and uh, it's not like it was back in 2017 when this splash, or 2018 when that splash with the song was announced, it has corrected itself. And I still believe that boxing is an amazing business. It's the most exciting sport. And that's why um, I decided to come back uh, and hook up with my uh, good good friend who I've known for a long time, who I consider as the smartest man in boxing, Harrison Whitman. Um, and uh, so we so like put the blueprint together for Probellum, uh, but it was really the vision of our chairman, uh, Ali Shamspour, uh, a UK-based, uh, very wealthy investor, uh, businessman. He owns a soccer team there as well. Uh, he's been passionate about boxing um, for a long time. He actually was the backer for Mick Hennessy as well. Um, and uh, as you remember, Mick Hennessy was the company who discovered Tyson Fury. So, so Ali Shamspour was sort of like the mastermind behind Probellum, and he then uh, put that team together with Harrison, uh, myself, Eric Winter, uh, who uh, was the chief architect behind the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, he is with us now. Anthony Petoso, who uh, former UFC guy as well, who actually won sports uh, sports uh, uh, Emmy for his work with the commercial related to um, to Conor McGregor. Uh, so he sort of like put together Anthony Catanzaro from the from from New York. You know him as well. He put together a great team. Uh, I dare to say, um, within their respective fields, really a an all-star executive team um, because um, Ali is of the firm belief that in order to succeed, you need to have the right people run the business. He believes as well that past success, um, you know, is an indication of future success as well. So he put that great team together and I, I decided, yes, uh, I love to work with them. I love the challenge. And I think there is a lot of opportunities in boxing um, which still exist. And I think, you know, I, I think if, if, if boxing would be a stock and traded on the New York Stock Exchange, it would be, and so like going back to my banking roots, uh, it would be a screaming buy, a screaming buy. Because look what happened with all of these other sports, how the rights fees have escalated. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then you look at the cost of boxing and you look at what, how boxing at the highest level still delivers, um, it's a screaming buy. And so I am as excited as I have ever been uh, to be back in boxing, to be back, back in boxing and sort of like go back to the future and build again a company just like I've done in the past um, with Golden Boy. There's been a lot written about the connection that Probellum has to MTK. What would you say to the reporting that's out there about you know, Probellum is just kind of an extension of MTK. No, we have absolutely nothing to do uh, with, uh, with MTK. Uh, there's no, there's no like link. There's no, we don't own anything. We don't own MTK. MTK doesn't own us. Um, there is some talent which uh, we promote, which is uh, managed by, uh, MTK, but we work, and that's again about building bridges and having an open and transparent infrastructure. Is we work with any manager. I mean, there's we probably work right now with all we we have. I think we have like 50 fighters under contract now, and I would think on top of my head, we probably work with 10 different managers from around the world. We work with 25 different promoters from around the world. So if MTK has talent, which we feel fits within our within our strategy, then of course we'll be happy to uh, sign them to promotional agreements. Um, as we are happy to work with any other manager and promoter if they have talent, which, which we like. Uh, as you well know, everything comes down to a broadcaster. Uh, you, to recap your own history, took Oscar De La Hoya and turned him into a broadcast deal, basically for Golden Boy. You got fighters, dates on HBO because you're able to kind of marshal 
the popularity and the talent and everything that Oscar De La Hoya brought to the table. What will be the broadcast strategy, specifically, I guess, in the U.S., but globally, too, uh, for ProBellum? Um, we, you know, the, the, the beauty with boxing is that unlike any other sport, um, the promoter actually owns global worldwide rights. And that is an unbelievable commodity. There is no other sport where you can go to an Apple or a Facebook or a Netflix or, or any of those other streaming platforms, be it uh, Paramount or be it the Peacock or whatever, the, whatever they are, whoever they are, where you can go and say, look, I can offer you worldwide rights, no geo blocking required. We can give you all the rights and um, we own the sponsorship rights, the venue rights, the global TV rights. That's a very appealing property for a platform with global ambitions. Um, and so, in fact, we are in conversations with, um, with two networks in the United States, but we are in conversations as well with two uh, streaming platforms uh, which are interested as well on a global deal. So there is interest. And again, the cost for boxing compared to any other life sport is like a drop in the bucket. And that makes it even more appealing. And it makes it appealing because you have global rights. And then there is another, you know, there's another thing I want to quickly bring up, which, um, which I alluded to before. So we have 25 strategic relationships with promoters, leading promoters from around the world. Um, the average, average per, per, per promoter is probably like 10 events a year. Some do more, some do less. Uh, Mexico, it's more. In other places, it's less. But average about 10 events per year, right? So we own, we own those rights outside of their home market. So what we have now is we own, right now, we own the rights to 250 events in 2022 with the Probellum brand attached to it, visible. Um, there's no other promoter even close. So if you are Apple, for example, and I come to you and say, look, we can deliver you um, world championship fights, but we can really deliver you 250 other events from all over the world. And this is suddenly not a conversation anymore would you like to buy this fight or that fight? This is about a conversation of delivering global content to a, a, a network television partner. And you know, that is very appealing. Talking about changing the game is something we've heard often in boxing, whether it's from PBC coming in with his network TV deals, DAZN coming in with its plans to take boxing off pay-per-view. Uh, why is this going to be any different? Why should people not believe that ProBellum is something different than just a company coming in with a lot of money that will eventually, in your words, have kind of a course correction as others have had? Well, because I think, uh, I do believe that the people behind ProBellum really know the market. They've been involved in boxing for a while. I myself, I never do anything without a strategy behind it. And you know that as what I do is extremely well sought out. And that's why against all odds back in the day with me coming from banking, not knowing anything about boxing, was able to build Golden Boy into the dominant and biggest promotion company in the world, having worked with with a lineup of fighters, I'm just looking around my office here. There, from Canelo to Mayweather to Cotto to Mosley to Margarito to uh, to Agulo to Victor Ortiz to, of course, Bernard Hopkins to uh, I mean the, the, the Ricky Hatton to uh, Amir Khan. The list goes on and on. Marco Antonio Barrera, Juan Manuel Marquez. All those under one umbrella from a guy who didn't really know much about boxing, if anything, I learned. So now I know I know boxing and I have access to capital, tremendous capital. Um, but it's not just about money, because in order to succeed at boxing, it's not just money. It's having the right strategy, having the right partners and having the right vision. And you look, for example, at the zone, which... Um, 
I think they've done a great job at elevating uh, the sport. I think they've they really empowered the fighters. Uh, they paid fighters uh, tremendous amounts of monies. But I think what they came to realize that if you're going to want to build a streaming a streaming platform where you here in the United States, where you heavily rely on boxing, it's not going to work. You need other content and other sports content in the United States is extremely expensive, uh, as we all know. And in a way, the for whether if it's NBA or or, or NFL or, or MLB, that pie is cut up. These rights are where they are, and it's a very expensive. Uh, level of entry for any newcomer, even if they have as deep of a pocket as the zone has. Because what these other sports property want as well, they want the widest possible distribution. They want the most eyeballs. And I think that's why the zone had to take a little step back here in the United States and focus on other markets where they can be that main delivery platform. So um, I do believe that... Uh, Boxing has to be part of a bigger offering, not as a standalone sport, not as a standalone streaming platform. I think it has to be in a platform and a network or a streaming service, whatever you want to do, where you can reach the most eyeballs. Because if you don't do that, it's just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it makes it impossible to build stars. Um, and because if you can be the most exciting and best fighter, if nobody sees it, you're going to remain the best kept secret. Mm -hmm. And you're never, you're never going to really be able to become the kind of star like HBO built. HBO back in the day, Chris, you know that that was the heart and soul of boxing. There was nobody in the last 22 years who was better at building fighters elevating the sport and bringing eyeballs. And you look at some of those, those numbers they delivered back in the day. And back then, the subscriber base was not as big as it is today. But they had like millions of people, millions of people watching HBO World Championship Boxing or, or, or Boxing After Dark. So we need to get back to that level. And we need to find the right platform, which is really has a wider reach, but is excited about boxing as excited as I am. So you mentioned the strategic partnerships that you've already put together, Yvonne Michelle, recently you announced Lou DiBella uh, elsewhere around the world. But as far as I know, you're not working yet with Al Heyman fighters or top rank fighters or matchroom fighters. These are the entities that have the highest level of talent within their corporations. Do you need to cut strategic partnerships with them to survive? Do you see that happening? How do you see Pro Bellum's relationship with the heavy hitters of the boxing industry? Oh, um, we have an outstanding relationship with Eddie. Uh, we have some of our fighters uh, uh, where we work together, uh, uh, where we will fight on his platform as well. Um, so absolutely, I have a great long-standing relationship with Frank Warren as well. Um, I, uh, I, and, and I have a, I have a great relationship with Al Heyman. Um, we've, I've known Al for a long time. We worked together on many big fights. We broke records together. We made history together. You, you, Richard, you, you absolutely have, and I'll give it like, but you know, as well as anyone, Al Heyman keeps a lot of stuff in house, like pretty much yeah, everything absolutely. there is in house. Absolutely. I think if this is going to work with somebody, the biggest chance for somebody is going to work with is probably going to be me because we have a great track record and he knows how I work and I know how he works. And you, we have we have always sort of like complimented each other. And and actually, we I do have Nonito Donaire, who is a propellant fighter, uh, is not signed to uh, Heyman or anyone else is signed to us. He's fighting on uh, on has been fighting on Heyman platforms, or we have, I'm the, I'm the sole promoter of Amanti Stanionis, the Lithuanian Olympian, which is going to mention him before, who's going to be challenging Budayev for the regular world title. It's going to be on the Spence Ugas card. So uh, I do work with Al. Uh, we're going to have another fighter on the card, one of our young kids from Houston. So, um, so absolutely. No, no, this, this, when I, when we said about 
unifying, building bridges among promoters. It wasn't just sort of like a sentence in a press release, oh yeah, to sound great. No, we really meant it. And that came from the very top, from Ali Shamspur, our chairman, who said, look, we need to do that because what has happened in boxing hasn't worked. Everybody focusing on their own little sandbox. I mentioned it before. We need to unify. We need to. We cannot continuing to divide. We need to act as one sport. And Probellum wants to invest in that. And believe me, to to be these, whether if it's Ludi Bella in the United States or Ivan or all these other, that costs us a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. I, I mean, so. So we are, we, are, we are investing in the sport. That's what we do right now. And we, because why do we do that? Because we believe in the sport. We believe in the future of boxing. And that's when you invest. And that is exactly what we are doing. So yes, um, I have a good relationship with Todd Dubuff as well. Uh, you know, so we we had talked, you know, in, in the past, and so I he is one of my very closest friends. Uh, 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 is is actually good, very good friends with him as well. So I will communicate, and I will work with all of those fighters, um, and and with all of those promoters. Uh, we are open as well. And think about that. If let's say we have a fighter under an exclusive promotional agreement and we feel that for that particular fighter, a co-promotion relationship with, for example, Top Rank or with Eddie or with Oscar or with whoever it is, makes the most sense for that fighter because we see that they are the opponents for this particular fighter are really within that other or with with TGB uh, are within that that other platform. Guess what? We're gonna do that, and we will we will assign rights to our fighters to another promoter if it helps to get fights done. That's what we need to do, and that's what's gonna elevate the sport. I, I don't so, I don't disagree. Stop yeah, that, stop, stop with that negativity everywhere. Else talking the other day to a, a media guy who called me and I told him, I said, look, I don't want to talk shit anymore. I used to, <laughs> I used to. And where did it bring us? Where did it bring us as a sport? You know, people attacking each other and talking shit, you know, now, you know, there are some, how shall I say, there are some nasty elements in the sport of boxing. And I could like, I mean, I, I could let loose right now, but I won't. <laughs> but uh, I want to bite my tongue uh, because it's better for the sport. Mm. And we're really gonna we're really gonna try to to keep that movement going. And it's exciting. I mean, today we signed another uh, promoter in Europe. Uh, it's gonna probably be announced later on this week or early. And we 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 love to invest in those markets. We have a relationship in Ghana with the largest promoter in Ghana. And Ludi Bella, for example, has great relationships in Ghana. He promoted many of the Ghana fighters from there, including Ike Corte. So that's a perfect fit as well. So now Ike Corte in Ghana is going to work with us uh, promoting fighters over there. And you know, it's just like it's so refreshing to see this coming together. I was at the WBC convention late last year in Mexico City, and it was almost like a probellum convention as well, because there were all these promoters, we work together, and, and, and there's so much stuff we can do together. Um, it really is refreshing to see that, that infighting among promoters is stopping. Good news for the fighters, great news for the sport. Well, it's, it, it's stopping somewhat, I think. Eddie and Bob, Eddie and Bob would disagree. They seem to be at each other's throats uh, fairly often, and they still have a lot of juice, obviously, in the sport. I guess my question, Richard, is like I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I mean, it's it's you know, it, boxing does need to take the negativity out of it. it. Does need to focus on the fights. It does need to focus on collaboration more than siloing yourself off into kind of your own little lane. But like, what? What if you go to a, a top rank or a PBC and say you want to work with them on something? Like, what value are you pitching? What value right now does Pro Bellum bring that top rank or Eddie Hearn or PBC can't get on their own? Well, some of the talent we have, um, for example, 
if we have talent which makes sense uh, to complement the stable of a top rank or a PPC and we have the right talent, then why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't they be interested? If I uh, look at um, you know, top rank, which has some, some heavyweights and we have, uh, we have the Olympic gold medalist from the Tokyo Olympics and maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it makes sense with Eddie, maybe, maybe to uh, sign a deal with uh, uh, maybe, maybe work as it relates to Richie's program, maybe work with PPC because they have a lot of 135 pounders, which are on the verge of moving up and they have 140 pounders as well. So does it make sense to make a deal with, um, with, with PPC? Uh, yes. So we will bring something to the table. And I think what we will bring to the table as well is our network of affiliated promoters. Um, and so, and what we, what we will bring to the table as well, I can tell you that, unbelievable sponsor relationships. We will be announcing, I would say, within the next uh, months, months and a half, the single biggest sponsor boxing has ever seen, a global sponsor. And that is attractive. I mean, we, we talked about, about the, the TV rights we own with those 25 relationships we have. Now imagine, you know, what I used to do when I was a golden boy, I used to go to sponsors and say, oh, we're going to have a great show on Cinco de Mayo in Las Vegas. Are you interested in buying that? And yes, they might be, you know, especially some of the beer companies, uh, or I might have some fights at Staples Center. So you sort of like fight, sell fight by fight. Maybe you sell all of the golden boy fights or whatever to one single sponsor. Great. But here, if you are, for example, Ford Motor Car, or you are Coca-Cola, or you are a global brand, and I can go to you and say, look, we are right now, we have 250 events per year around the world. By the end of the year, the number is probably going to be closer or over 300 events. Um, and you as your, you, Mr. Mr. Coca-Cola, or you, Mr. Ford, I can give you exposure on all of those events from around the world global sponsorships, 30, 40 different countries, um, because that network of 25 will expand to close to 50 by the end of the year. So we're going to have access. Imagine the conversation I'm having with the sponsor, not about a few fights in the United States. I'm talking about delivering a global platform. So we can deliver sponsors to some of those other promoters as well, which I think any promoter, even if you're the big promoters, uh, would like and would like to have access to. Do you see there being a pro bellum card in the U.S. in 2022? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's no no question about it. Um, so my goal would be to have that actually sometime in probably May. Is I think May before before the before the before the summer. Mm. Uh, the most appealing U.S. fighter that you have on your in your stable right now is Nonito Donaire, um, who is still at the top of his game, a top ten pound for pound guy, uh, even at this stage of his career. Where do you stand with him? What is he looking at next? Has been talk about in a way. He's told me he's interested in dropping down in weight if there's the right fight available. Where do you stand with Donaire? Um, well, it's really amazing if you look at like, uh, and I was doing that 10 years ago, 2012, I think his fight was fight of the year and he was fighter of the year and he was in the top 10. And here we are 10 years later, he is, uh, he's like fine wine, uh, getting better with age. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's just getting amazing. better going down in weight remarkably. I mean, but, you know. see, this is exactly what it is. So after he had that disputed loss against Magdaleno, he used to be with top rank, um, Donaire, uh, they released him and he came to see me and I gave him a couple of fights uh, and uh, including uh, the fight against uh, Carl Frampton in Ireland, which was at, uh, at 126 pounds. So I was there to fight. It was uh, Frampton won the fight. Uh, it was, you know, Donaire is never in a bad fight. And so I went before they announced the result, I went up to the ring mat and you can see that if you Google the fight, I go up and I say, Hey, I have a question. Can you make 118? And he looked at me. Yes, but why? I said, okay, that's all I need to know. I'll talk to you when we're back in, in the States. I'll come and see you. 
So then I called my friend Khaled Sauerland. Uh, and I remember I was part of the World Boxing Super Series. I was on the board there. And we were going to do a 118-pound tournament. And uh, we were pretty much set with who was going to be in it. Um, including uh, Inui was in it. It was a great lineup. Uh, uh, and so I called Kali. I said, hey, I'm, I'm here in Ireland. I talked to, I talked to, um, he just fought, he just fought the Frampton. I talked to Don Air. He can make 118 pounds. Let's put him in the tournament. We put him in the tournament. And what does he do? He makes it to the final. And the final in 2019, the Bantamweight uh, World Boxing Super Series final was fight of the year against the monster Inui, and he broke his eye socket. Inui was out for months, and um, it was fight of the year. So it's just amazing what has happened with him. And at 118, he is impossible to beat. And I do believe that uh, if we can pull that rematch off against Inui, he will beat Inui. I am convinced about that. Um, look, look what he's done in, the, in his past two fights. He knocked out two undefeated fighters, including um, Nordinu Bali, um, the world champion, WBC became Donair, now it's WBC world champion. So so now I I talked to Donair and he wants only one fight. He wants to fight Inui again. And so uh, I've been in conversations with uh, Inui's promoter, uh, Mr. Honda from Taiken, and uh, we have... Um, we, we sort of like have, we're very, we, we have in principle, uh, we have in principle an agreement in place, uh, but we need to, um, you know, there's still some details to be worked out, particular as well as it relates to date, um, because, you know, the COVID situation in Japan, pretty bad. They had to postpone the Murata fight. Um, so there, so there's a lot of stuff going on. So we need to see, and we'll hopefully we'll have something more concrete to announce within the next 30 days, but that's the fight he wants. And frankly, that's the fight I want. You know me, I like to do big fights. Mm -hmm. I like to do significant fights. And that rematch of, of the fight of the year is probably one of the five most talked about and most wanted fights in the sport of boxing period. And again, for Probellum to be in this position, um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, look, I, I love that fight as a rematch. There is a part of me when Donaire suggested it on this show a couple of months ago uh, about going to 115. Donaire Chocolatito, that's not bad. That's Oh, it. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I'd like to see send Donaire down to San Diego next week and have him call yeah. out Chocolatito in the ring if if Chocolatito beats Martinez, which is no no easy task yeah. itself. Are you going to be there? I will be there, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe coming down and scout uh, because um, I agree with you. And by the way, when Donaire told me that as well, and he really and he can he he was at the weigh-in for his last fight against Gabayo. He was in the morning uh, 116 pounds, and then he drank some water and he was on the scale at 117. So he could easily make 115. So imagine how devastating he would be at 115. And I. That fight with Chocolatito, if he wins, would be a dream match, a dream match for me. So I definitely sort of like want to keep that door uh, open, <laughs> that door open as well. Let's be clear. And he would be very much on board. Donaire would be very much on board in that. Donaire is, uh, you know, another one we we discussed was um, Fulton, uh, the guy at one, uh, one, one, what was it? One twenty-two. Yeah. 122 who uh, has two of the belts um he would easily go and fight him as well but uh, i personally think uh those two fights at 115 chocolatito and inui at 118 are simply two must see fights mm -hmm. uh, chocolatito donair two hall of famers guys popular oh. in southern california bangers i don't know how you oh. that that gets a U.S. fight that can't miss. <laughs> it does not. Get, it does not get better than that. I'm on the same page with you. <laughs> yeah, no question. Well, Richard, always good to talk to you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how Probella moves in boxing over the next year. And look, I, everything you're saying, I know boxing fans will agree with, and just will cross their fingers and hope that it leads to uh, bigger and better fights, both in the U.S. and worldwide. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And you know me; I'm not the kind of guy who uh, overpromises and under delivers, I under promise and I over deliver. And when we came out in September with uh, 
the goal to be in the first year, it says it in the press release, that we were going to be involved in 100 events. Everybody saw in the first year, everybody saw we were crazy. Now the number is not 100, it's 250. So um, we clearly have a mission, we have a vision, and um, we, will, we will deliver. And so I'm excited about it. Thank you, Chris. It's good. It's good that you're working with a guy that in Debella that overpromises, then forgets what he said, then overpromises again, and just keeps going round and round in circles. Well, that's right. Now it's part. Of, it's all part of the Probella family. <laughs> good to talk to you, Richard. I appreciate all your time. Best. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye, bye, Chris. When we come back, my conversation with Josh Taylor. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car. And that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car. And as long as it keeps running, and so far so good, I intend to have that car probably until the day I die. Uh, That's how much I love that car. It is like a child to me. Now, it does require some upkeep, and that's why I'm grateful for a place like eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Fight fans, throw your best haymaker with a risk-free bet from FanDuel Sportsbook. Even if your fighter gets knocked out or tapped out, new customers get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code BOXING and you'll be able to bet on all the biggest boxing matches and UFC fights. FanDuel offers all your favorite bets. Choose from the money line to the method of victory to which round the fight will end and so much more. You can even parlay different fight bets together. The bigger your parlay, the bigger your potential payout becomes. FanDuel is America's number one sports book and is now live in New York. I am excited about being in New York on April 30th for the Katie Taylor-Amanda Serrano fight. That's a 50-50 fight we're going to talk a lot more about in the coming weeks and a great fight to ultimately bet on. This app, so easy to use. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. To place your first bet risk-free, just sign up with the promo code BOXING and make every fight mean more with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, Josh Taylor is the undisputed 140-pound champion. On Saturday, he will defend those titles against Jack Catterall over in Scotland. That's a fight you can see here in the United States. 
on ESPN Plus, and Josh joins me here on the show. Josh, uh, you were and have been kind of a staple at fighting in Glasgow. Been a few years now since uh, you've been back there. Uh, how are you feeling about kind of your homecoming fight? Yeah, I'm delighted. You know, it's, uh, I've been on the road for a couple of years now since uh, 2019. So, yeah, since I won the title, really, you know. So, yeah, I've been I've been away for a couple of years, obviously, due to the pandemic and stuff as well. But, um, yeah, the last couple of fights have been behind closed doors and limited uh, capacity as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty frustrating the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm delighted to be back at home and delighted to be back in Glasgow and Scotland and fighting in front of my home fans again. You know, I can't wait. How is a Glasgow crowd different from other crowds in the UK? I think they just they just make a, a hell of a, an a atmosphere, you know. They just make a, a real cauldron of the atmosphere. It can be hostile, the noise, the passionate, always noisy, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a great atmosphere and one of the best in the world. I love it, you know, especially with the arena. The type of the arena, the hydro is... It's, it's high but small and tight and compact and they it makes for a great atmosphere and when the fans are being nice and noisy so after you won these titles uh picking up that win over jose ramirez how much thought did you give right then to just vacating them and moving up um not much really um you know i just i just sort of took it as it comes you know i, I made an agreement as well with with my management team and Jack that, you know, he stepped aside um, for me, for allowing me to fight Ramirez. So this is why we're here now today. You know, when, uh, when I was doing Teofimo Lopez's fight last November, you could tell in the buildup to that fight that he wasn't all the way there. And maybe it was because of stuff going on outside the ring. Maybe it was because he wasn't all that motivated to face a guy like George Cambosis at that time. Have you, have you had any problems kind of getting as motivated as you were to go after Absolutely. those titles against Ramirez? Absolutely none at all. Absolutely none at all because I know he's he's a threat. He's coming to take what I've got. You know, if I don't produce the goods, my belts are gone. The fights that I want to get, the fights that I want to chase, and being megastar fights and marquee fights, they're all gone if I don't get the results. So absolutely not no lack of motivation or no lack of what we win or motivation to to produce the goods here. So no, absolutely not. No chance of that. You know, part of defending these titles, and you've talked about this this week. I was reading some of your comments about you have to pay these sanctioning fees, man. Like you got to give up like twelve percent of your purse or something yeah. like that to keep these titles. I mean, that that's a lot of money to give away. It sure is, yeah. But um, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, unless I want to give away the titles and and uh, give them up and not be, not be a champion anymore. You know, there's a lot of money to give away, but it's, it's part of the game. If the WBC said to you, we want to make you franchise champion, what would you say? Uh, it's not a world title, you know, so <laughs> I'm not going to pay extra money for, for a, a belt that's not a world title. I I respect that, Josh, because, yes, that's uh, that's made a mess of, of the titles in all of boxing. <laughs> really, I mean, you probably only consider you and Canelo to be the true undisputed champions in boxing. Yeah, there is only two, and it's myself and Canelo, and obviously the women as well, but two two male boxers, and it's myself and Canelo. Mm -hmm. um, as you've kind of prepared for this fight, you had an injury back in December. I mean, how significant was that injury, and where are you now physically? Everything's perfect. You know, I've had a great training camp, you know, since the injury. You know, the injury wasn't too bad, but it was hindering my... I couldn't do my running, I couldn't do my SNC stuff, you know, and I couldn't I couldn't get any peak physical tissue because I couldn't do the exercises that I do to get into fighting fighting fit, you know. So um I, I could have probably made the 18th of December, but I'd have been questioning my fitness and my conditioning and uh, had a bit of doubts in my mind whether I would have been physically ready. So, you know, I I've I've sacrificed a hell of a lot and worked so hard to uh, acquire these belts. So there's no way I'm leaving it to chance uh, to risk and to risk losing the belts just because I, I didn't prepare properly. So I had to um, I had to put it back and make sure that I am uh, fully fit and I am now. So that's why we're that's why I delayed it. You didn't seem too happy when Catterall suggested that you had kind of faked that injury to get out of the fight in December. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to get at. I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to say I was making excuses or whatever. I don't know what he was trying to do, but 
uh, it got shut down pretty quickly. It was, it was a bit, pretty strange and pretty bizarre comment <laughs> for someone to be fair. When you look at Catterall, the challenge he presents, like, is there anything he does that concerns you? I mean, how do you go into this fight? Doesn't do anything that concerns me. I've watched them diligently and he does a lot of things really well. There's things that I, I need to watch out that he does. Uh, I need to watch out for, but nothing that concerns me, no. Do you go into this fight thinking it's your last at 140 pounds? No, I'm going into this fight thinking that I need to win it. I need to win it. I need to get the right result, and that's all I'm thinking about. It's, uh, I want to remain champion for as long as I'm in the sport, as long as I can be. So I'm not thinking that this is the, the last fight at 140 or I'm moving up after this fight or anything like that. I'm thinking about winning on Saturday, and that's all. How, how is getting down to 140 for you at this point in your career? It's pretty comfortable. Everybody seems to have a, a, an opinion that I struggle to make the weight because I'm so big for the weight, which is true. I am massive for the weight, but I also make it very comfortable. I've got a great metabolism, great body. I'm blessed with great genes. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a giant for the weight, so and I make it comfortable. So, yeah, there's absolutely no problem. I could be a career for 140-pounder if I really wanted to. Yeah, for me, it's not that... I don't think you could make the weights. It's more like the recency bias of going through what I saw with Teofimo, where after that fight, he said, and look, it, it, it's after the fact, but he says, I should have dropped the belts and moved up right away. I can't make 135 anymore. Do you, do you well, feel like, case, yeah, not the case for you? No, not at all. What's the secret to making weight, given your size? I mean, metabolism is great, but what you know, what else goes into it? How am I supposed to answer that? I just make it well. That's all you need to know. Um, you know, I make the weight well, I make it comfortable, and that's fine. You know, um, so I don't know how to answer that. You know, I'm, I make the weight comfortable. I've got a great nutritionist on board. You know, it helps make the weight brown. It puts the right fuel in my body at the perfect times, and I'm making it comfortable. You know, before I was doing it myself, I was making the weight, but I was very grumpy and, um, you know, and you know, doing it all the wrong way. But I'm doing it the right way now, and it's, it's so much more easier. You've got a great relationship uh, with Ben Davison. What, what makes that fighter-trainer kind of relationship special for you? He's just a great coach and an all-around great guy, but he's, he's um, a great coach. You know, his, his, way, his ability to break things down um, to, to, to the fundamentals of the sport and break complicated things down, make it simple, um, forget, not forgetting this, the, the basics, which... Which is good, you know. If you, you can't never overdo the basics and do all the basics well, and and then we pick it up and we do well, and we pick the pace up and we pick everyone up and we just analyze everything. We've got a great team on board. Myself, Lee Lee Wiley as well, who does a, a analyzing video analysis of our techniques and the way I can improve my techniques and things like that as well. You know, so we're doing everything absolutely brilliant. We've got a great team around me now. You know, all around the board. You know, I've got great. I've got a great team right around me now, surrounding me. You know, there's a there's a great video I saw recently, and, and this was from the past when you were in Tyson Fury's training camp. You know, landing body shots on him, and uh, I mean, what's it like to kind of work out with a guy like Tyson Fury? What's a Tyson Fury camp like? We were only there for the day. We only well, he was only in the gym for the day, to be honest. Um, uh, we just had a, a good chat, a good uh, a, a good bit, of, you know, banter between us, and a good chat, and you know, he jumped in the ring and we. We got to sort of hit a weight on him in that for a laugh. It was just a bit of a laugh. Yeah, it was good. Good to have him there. Good to see him. You surprised he could take as many of your I mean, you were letting some pretty good body shots go there. Well, he's just he's just the big men hitting him, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure me was like a little wasp stinging him. <laughs> if it looked like that it, it hurt. That's just uh just looking from that, <laughs> that video. Uh last thing for you, uh you're gonna be connected with Terrence Crawford until that fight uh, actually happens. I mean uh, what do you think of that fight? Like, how, how does does that motivate you to as you start yeah, looking course, ahead in your you know, career? It's, it's a fight that I would love to have. I think I'm in the sport to challenge my best, challenge myself against the best. Uh, he, I believe he is the best in the business. You know, I think he's the pound for pound best fighter on the planet. Um, you know, so I think I'm, that's what I'm in the sport for. I'm one of the best in the planet as well. And, you know, to, I'd love to go and challenge him and, and see how I do against someone as one. I'm very confident that I can pull off the win as well. What gives you that confidence? Something you see in your style compared to his? Like, yeah, I just believe in myself 100%. I believe in my talent. I believe in my ability. And there's also things that I see in Terrence Crawford's game that also I think I could I could do as well. But, you know, I just, I just believe in my talent and I, I believe I can beat anybody on the planet.
No, you can't get involved, obviously, in like the politics of boxing. But when you saw Crawford split with top rank, did any part of you go, oh, man, I'm, I might not get that fight now? Not really. You know, I think if there's two fighters that want to fight enough, it can happen. So um, I know that Kenneth Crawford's got a, a desire to come back over to the UK and fight and stuff. So who better to fight than myself? You know, it'd be, it'd be great. Well, Josh, good to have you back on Saturday in Glasgow on ESPN+. Plus. Looking forward to that fight and uh, everything that comes in the future. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. When we come back, this week's picks brought to you by FanDuel. All right, time now for this week's picks brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This week, I am zeroing in on the big fight over in the UK. Josh Taylor, undisputed 140-pound champion. Jack Catterall, undefeated mandatory challenge. This fight's going to be in Glasgow, Scotland, the backyard of Josh Taylor. And I'm going with Taylor. I know the odds are really high in his favor. Minus 1350 at the, this point from our friends at FanDuel. But I am taking Taylor because I just think he is so much more talented than Catterall. I have not heard of any problems with Taylor making weight. I have not heard of any lingering issues from the knee injury that forced the postponement of this fight back in December. And when I talk to Taylor, he just seems motivated to win this fight and to move on to bigger and better things. How he wins this fight? I'm going with the decision on this one. I think Catterall's tough. He's unbeaten, as I said, and this is the biggest fight of his career. I think he hangs in there and goes the distance with Josh Taylor. Taylor to win by decision, plus 160. That might be the bet where you make your most money on. So going all in on Josh Taylor on this week's picks. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car, and that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car. And as long as it keeps running, and so far so good, I intend to have that car probably until the day I die. Uh, That's how much I love that car. It is like a child to me. Now, it does require some upkeep, and that's why I'm grateful for a place like eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Richard Schaefer and Josh Taylor for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And next week, I will be in San Diego and we will be joined 
by Sergio Mora. Manix, I'm a man on the run and I'm not doing your fucking podcast. We're not doing it, bro. I'm a man on the run. On the run. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill.